Hey everyone, I'm Ari Meglin here with Rachel Poley and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 137 and this week's question is, what writing programs do we use? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy our episode, please do give it a like, write a review and share it with friends. Okay, so yeah, there are lots and lots of different writing programs out there. And I think every time you blink, there's another one being created. So which are the ones that we personally use? The first one I'm going to say is Scrivener. And it's really weird because I had a love-hate relationship with Scrivener when I first got it. I loved the idea of it. I got it. I used it for like 20 minutes, three or four times a day. And then I hated it. I never went back to it for about two years. And then I saw a tutorial about it on YouTube, watched the tutorial, realized I had not given Scrivener any real time and went back to it. And for those of you who don't know, Scrivener is a word processing program designed specifically for authors. It allows the user to organize the notes, concepts, research details, and scenes slash chapters. It offers templates for fiction and non-fiction manuscripts, screenplays, short stories. And as someone who writes scenes and not chapters, I actually really love the flexibility where you can create individual documents within a project. So I would write my individual scenes and then I can just shuffle them around. What I do is then slot the corresponding scenes into those folders so I can figure out exactly how my chapters are going to look. And Scrivener will then let you compile the document into a PDF or a Word document and probably loads of others. And then you end up with this like full one document with all the scenes or chapters in together. And depending which template you pick, you can then set up the front and back matter as well, which is including things like title page, copyright, dedication and everything. I kind of love that, that it, it sort of sets it up ready and then you just have to fill in the required details. So, yeah, gone are the days of me having um, hundreds, and I do mean hundreds, probably thousands, of individual Word documents for the different scenes I'm writing for the many stories I have. I say gone because obviously I've still got all of those scenes that I have to now put onto my new Scrivener projects and I'm doing it slowly but it is working so now all you have is like one Scrivener file per project with everything in it and it, you can even keep like world building notes character profiles and locations in that same project so you're literally opening one one document and everything is listed and there are so many other features you can color code things or not color code you can use like flags to tag things you can select which scenes you don't want to compile. There's a corkboard option and it looks like it gives you like these little, almost like index cards on a corkboard. You can shuffle them around. I don't actually use that as often as I probably should. But yeah, there's, there's actually a lot of other things you can do on it, but I'm just going to give you the basics. If you really want to know, go and find it. There's loads of tutorials on, on YouTube and I do recommend you do a tutorial. Otherwise you might do what I did. And I have found out from other authors who did exactly the same, tried it, didn't enjoy it as much left it then found a tutorial or read a blog post about how to use it and then came back to it and have then started loving it so, so yeah it's definitely something different if you're used to using word or google docs definitely take the time to do a tutorial because it shows you all these extra things you can do and really makes it easier so uh yeah scrivener i freaking love it it's absolutely brilliant i i, I wouldn't want to go to anything else anymore and it, oh my gosh it saves so fast i think you get like five saves and then every time it saves again it knocks one off so you've always got like five backups and yeah i've never so far i've never touched wood never lost anything with scrivener at all and the the cost of it because i think it is a there might be a free trial but the cost of it is actually quite cheap in my eyes for what you get 
and you get like updates and everything. So yes, definitely Scrivener is my number one writing program. Scrivener is pretty cheap. And what I really like about it is that it's not a monthly subscription or a yearly subscription. You pay for it and you have it forever. They'll give you a license key and it'll get emailed to you. So be sure to write it down somewhere or keep that email in case, you know, something happens with your computer and you lose the program for whatever reason. So if you lose the program for whatever reason, you can just, you know, get it again. And if you have that license key on you, you don't have to rebuy it because you already bought it. So it's, it's really good. And I have to say, I was one of those writers that got Scrivener and then I didn't like it because I didn't know how to use it. And I didn't feel like taking the time to figure it out. So I stopped using it. And then eventually I went back to it. I don't know why. I don't know what made me go back to it. I never looked up any tutorials on how to use it on YouTube or anything like that. Um, I just kind of rolled with it. And with the corkboard option, I have to admit I don't use that as often either, but I actually just started using it more recently. And what I do is I have two different cork boards. One is a list of characters. So each little index card is a character. And then I write down little tidbits about the character in their little card. And then I have a separate one that's the same exact thing, except it's just places and different settings that the characters go to. And it really helps just compile all of your notes together. And then you have the the manuscript right there. It's just all in one place. And it's amazing. I still have my notebook. I don't think I will ever not make notes or write anything in my notebook. So for me, it's not, you know, one and done. It's not like I have my manuscript just on this one program. I have it in other places as well. But Scrivener is definitely, definitely worth it. I remember when I used to write on Word, the amount of research that I had to do on how to format it for paperback, ebook, whatever, and then trying to figure out the stupid page numbers. That was awful. I don't know why I took the time to look that up, yet I could have just started using Scrivener, which does everything for you. So it's definitely worth it. It's fairly cheap, just the one-time payment. And the re- one of the reasons I got it was because I participate in NaNoWriMo and Scrivener is a sponsor of NaNoWriMo. So if you participate in Nano or you win, you get a discount code. So you get it for even cheaper. So that's actually why I bought it in the first place. So Scrivener is definitely a must, but I will have to say, I don't have too many writing programs that I use. Like I use the same stuff as Ari, but I do wanna make note of a program called For The Words, or I guess it's not really a program, it's a website. And that's a lot of fun. If you're into gaming and you wanna make writing even more fun than, you know, just sitting down and typing the words for the words is a really cool website where you can create an avatar. And based on the number of words that you write, your little avatar goes on quests and you go to different areas. And in order to defeat bosses, so to speak, you have to meet your daily word count goal and you can get items to upgrade your avatar and get quests and do all that fun stuff. And it's just like a little extra thing. I don't use it anymore. That that's also fairly cheap. It's $4 a month. Hence for the words, you set your own goals and things like that. So it's very intuitive and it's a lot of fun and they have a form so you can meet other writers and join the community. I actually stopped writing on there though, because it only registers when you write on the website. And then I would have to copy and paste what I wrote on there and move it to Scrivener or Word or wherever the rest of my manuscript was. 
And that was just one extra step that I didn't feel like doing. But if you're okay with doing that, then for the words is certainly a fun option, especially if you're into gaming and the like. I have to say, I have never heard of for the words. And I, while Rachel was talking, I was very sneakily just checking it online. And it looks awesome. <laughs> I like, it, like awesome. It, it had like a little, um, it's called Happening Inside. And it's like a list of who's battled who and who's won what. And yes. So and it's like, oh, this person's on a 500-odd-day streak for their writing. And it looks really interactive. So It is, yeah. No, it's a really great program. And um, I think that's what I liked most about it was the streak. Because for me, Nano works really well for me during the months because I have the, the stats in the progress bar. So I thought with For the Words, seeing the streak and having that go up, I thought it would be motivating for me. But I just didn't like like the copy and pasting afterwards. I didn't like that it was only on the website. If they had a couple of integrations, then maybe I would have stuck with it. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Or if you chose to maybe write a specific story on that program itself that you can be working on while everything else is on a different program like Scrivener. But I'm just looking at it and it's like you can have it on all different devices like tablet, phone, laptop and everything. So it does look like it has a nice integration and fully immersive desktop and tablet. So I do like that. And wow, just looking at the stats on it, 62,000 forum posts, 1,900,000 battles for 983 million words written. So it's kind of nice, almost like a little community. So I think especially if you're looking for a writing community, that would be a good place to try to get to do your writing, to get the reward for your writing, and then to have like a community you can talk to. Because we, we've talked about this before. I think we've talked about this. I'm saying that we, we're on 100 plus episodes, so I do forget. But you can convince yourself to write on bad days if you give yourself a reward. You know, if you do so many words, you know, get a treat. And that's technically what this is doing. It's kind of hit your word count and you can get some rewards if you you know i think it says like if you hit a streak of writing 444 plus words a day complete quests unlock areas of of the world earn loot it's working on that kind of reward system for writing and to be honest we we often need that (laughs) yeah i think if if i'm ever struggling i may i may come and have a look at this because uh yeah I i could do battle with some giant caterpillar is what i'm looking at right now definitely Right. I mean, you you explained it so much better than I ever could. I know you're looking at the website, but the fact that you've never used it before, like you just I didn't do it justice. I was just like, yeah, it's it's writing with with a gaming twist. Woo. But yeah, no, it's it was a lot of fun while it lasted. And I do keep it in the back of my mind that if I need a little extra motivation to get some writing done, then I do sometimes go back on there just to see. But right now I mostly use Scrivener. That's it. When when you when you connect with Scrivener, finally, it, it is hard to get away. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there going, no, I tried it. It was crap. It's like, we all did. But honestly, it, it's still one of the best. And I have tried several different writing programs and I, I still feel that Scrivener comes out off on top, especially if you've been writing for a while and you don't need all the bells and whistles that some of the other programs have where it's like everything's built in. It's like, oh, all these thousands of questions for you creating your character profiles. Like, I don't need that. I, I do enough thanks. I don't need other people giving me questions. I know what questions to ask on a character profile. So yeah. Anyway, I digress. Let's move on to my next one. And that is Scapel. And it's made by the same developer that made Scrivener. And no, there, there is no affiliate link. I am not being paid to say this. I just really like their stuff. And that developer is Literature and Latte, I should say. And they, I think they only just do those two programs, don't they? Now, Scapel is a brainstorming program, if you will. 
it's quite simple but useful in a way it's like a virtual sheet of paper and it just gives you a chance to get all your rough notes and ideas and everything out of your head and onto the screen so what it is is you just go on and it's it's really basic it just gives you the big blank screen and it's a big blank screen like you can drag it around and everything there's i don't know if there's limits to it and you just click anywhere on the screen and you can start a note and then you can join those notes together with lines and the little things it gives you like you can add different borders to your notes such as like jagged edging cloud square and this allows you to identify different notes so if you're creating ideas you might want it in a cloud shape one if you're putting notes about dialogue you might want to put it in a jagged edge one you can also add colors that again help you identify things and you can import pictures so i personally like to use scapple for character profiles not the main one i use because i do i do like my big long charts and, and spreadsheets and, and things but when i'm just learning about the character and i'm kind of developing it so you put your picture of the character in the middle let's be honest we've all been there we've all been on google or pinterest found someone who looks like our character we've snatched it put it in to wherever but i would drop it into scapple and then i would start brainstorming about that character what they look like, what they're interested in. And you just kind of drop these notes everywhere. And then from that, they kind of fan out. So they're really good for character profiles, mind map, spider graph, family trees. I think if you're uh, the sort of visual person that kind of, rather than writing linearly with your notes, if you're a sort of person who drives, you know, writes a word in the middle and then a circle and then spider graphs outwards from it, that is a really good program for you because that's how I like to do a lot of my brain dumps. I just kind of drop information in and then as you're dropping things, it kind of leads to other things. Oh, right. Okay. So they're from this land. Does that mean they know about this queen? Does that mean they have dealt with the cataclysm that happened? You know, things. And then it just sort of forks out and it gives you this expanding image of your notes. And because it isn't confined to what you've got on screen, you can literally shift everything around and keep moving and keep expanding it does give you a lot more scope. So yeah, I, I do like it. It's, it is a lot more basic compared to Scrivener, but it's actually really fun. I think that's what it is. It's really fun, especially when you start adding colours and, and things like that. And uh, I do love family trees on there because it's set up perfectly for family trees where you can attach everything, or attach the notes with lines. So you've got like, you know, who's married to who and who's the prodigy of who. And yeah, things like that. You know what a family tree is. I don't need to tell you. Jeez. I do know what a family tree is, but I didn't think to use Scapple for that. That's actually a really good idea. I like that. What I do at the time of recording this, I haven't used Scapple for very long. I just discovered that it was a thing again, courtesy of NaNoWriMo because it's a sponsor of NaNo. And I will start off with that. I did the free trial first before I bought it because the free trial, it says you have it for 30 days, but it's not like you have it for 30 days from the time that you buy it. The day counts as every time you use the program. So like, say I got it at November 1st and I only used it five times throughout the month, then come December, I still have 25 days left in the free trial. And that's what I really liked about it because it allows you to have as much time with it as you need before you decide to buy it. I cannot tell you how many free trials I've tried and then I ran out of time to actually use the program. And before I knew it, the free trial was up and it's like, here, buy it now. And I'm like, well, I only used it once and I still didn't really get a feel for it. So no, I'm not going to buy it. 
So that's definitely a plus. And even when you do buy it, it's similar to Scrivener. It's inexpensive and it's just a one-time payment and you have it. What I use Scapple for mostly though, is I like to make a timeline. I'm currently, well, again, at the, at the time of recording this, I'm currently editing my mystery novel and there's so much stuff that happens in the novel, obviously, otherwise that'd be pretty boring. But there's so much stuff that happens before the first book and all of my characters have such an in-depth past that gets revealed over the course of the series. So I actually have two timelines going. I have a timeline for book one that I'm filling in as I edit it and say, okay, on this day, this is the day that George meets his client. This is the day he begins the investigation, so on and so forth. And then I have a separate timeline for the entire series. So when Lila mentions something about her past, I stick it in the timeline. And right now I don't have dates. I'm just putting them in order from when they happened. And then when the timeline is complete, then I'll go back in and figure out dates and ages and math and all that fun stuff. But anyway... I do agree with Ari. Scapple is a really great program and it's a lot of fun. And I, I like how Ari described it as basic because it is basic. It's a lot more simpler than Scrivener, but its job is a lot more simple than Scrivener. Like Scrivener is the actual writing process. Scapple is like, here's where you can begin the writing process. Here are all your ideas. And if you want to make it a mess, go for it. But if you want to make it neat and tidy, you can do that too. Uh, so it's very, it's easy to learn because there's really, there's not that many buttons to it. So unlike Scrivener, it is easy. Well, Scrivener is easy to learn too. You just got to be open-minded and not like us and say, I don't feel like learning a new program and not touch it for a while. But Scapple is the opposite. Once you open it, it's like double tap the screen to make a note and you do that and boom, you type. End of story. It's a lot of fun. I am going to go into my final point, and it's not necessarily a writing program, but it kind of helps you in some ways, and that's Grammarly. I hope we've all heard about Grammarly. It's it's a pretty, it's a good program. You can integrate it with Google Docs and not with Scrivener, unfortunately, but you can integrate it with Microsoft Word and other areas. And basically, it's, it's just kind of like a spell checker, but it also helps you not just with spelling, but also with grammar and clarity and word usage. And it's a really handy tool to have. Not only do I use it for my creative writing, but I also use it for my content writing for my blogs. And I know Grammarly isn't necessarily catered to creative writing and authors per se. It's more about the nitty gritty, hardcore grammar rules. Grammarly definitely does help. And that's what I use. But I think if you want to get a program that'll help you edit your creative writing, you can try out Hemingway app, which is similar to Grammarly. You just copy and paste what you wrote, put it in Hemingway app, and it'll highlight in all these pretty different colors depending on what needs fixing. But there's also Pro Writing Aid. And I don't want to say too much about Pro Writing Aid because I haven't tried it. I do want to get it at some point. But right now I pay for Grammarly and uh, I don't know if I want to pay for Pro Writing Aid just yet. But I do know that Pro Writing Aid is similar to Grammarly in a sense. And it's also more catered towards books and authors and creative writing as a whole. So it's certainly good to look into once you finish your first draft or just finish a chapter and you want to do a quick read through, quick edit, quick proofread. It's great to put it through those programs just to get another set of eyes, so to speak, on them. 
And it's certainly good to do that before you give it to beta readers or your editor. So that way there are certain easy fixes that can be made before you give it away to people. Yeah, actually, I have Grammarly. I haven't paid for it. I'm using the free version and it still gives you a pretty decent thing. It doesn't obviously catch things like passive voice, which I do have an issue with at times. So... I think when I'm coming to get into like the end of all the edits and everything, I think either getting Grammarly or Pro Writing Aid and paying for the full package so you get all those extra things is definitely a good idea. Regarding the the free version of Grammarly, it still does a really good job of catching things because I had it connected to my blog. So as I was typing in my blog, it would like flag up. What I found was it would flag certain things I would do and it got to the point where I started to catch myself. So Grammarly didn't need to do it anymore I would automatically go oh yeah there's supposed to be a comma there oh wait that's that structure doesn't sound right for the sentence it's you know it's you know yeah I can't think of the word but the structure doesn't sound right and it's it's not as clear and concise it can be I don't think it's like your regular spell check grammar check on a word document because I'll be honest we've had those for decades and they've never really stopped me from errors whereas Grammarly has I have been writing and I've had to stop myself going, oh, yeah, I've missed something before Grammarly's picked it up. Because I don't know if it's because of the way it does it with the colours or the sort of like flashing lights and the little like circles next to where you are with the saying like, oh, there's an error. But it does make you see it differently rather than the little yellow and not yellow, the little red and green line that Word does. So, yeah, I, I have to admit, even just for, for that, for them teaching you to kind of catch your own errors has been really good. But yeah, I admit, I'm the same as Rachel. I will definitely be probably getting Pro Writing Aid or Grammarly fully when I'm more closer to it. And I have heard good things about Pro Writing Aid. A lot of the authors I know have used Pro Writing Aid. But yeah, I think think I'm right in thinking that Pro Writing Aid, it might not have a free version, but it has a trial. So you can try it out. Don't know how long that is. I mean, sometimes you get like seven days. Sometimes it's like two weeks. Sometimes it's 30 days. But yeah, I think if you are trying to think about it, I would suggest using the trial version as much as you could to see whether it's something you want to try. But uh, yeah, definitely. I know they might not be writing programs, but they're writer programs. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And I do think it's, as Ari said, it is worth it to get at least one of them, if not both. I mean, how how could it hurt? Because even though there's no free version of Pro Writing Aid, there is the free version of Grammarly. So if you pay for Pro Writing Aid, you can still have Grammarly as a backup. And I do agree. I've learned a ton while using Grammarly as well. There are certain things that they used to correct me on all the time. And then I've realized over time, I've stopped doing them. I just correct myself. And you do, you learn with it. And it's it's great. I pay for it because I use it for literally everything. And I use, I've had the free version for a few years. And then finally, I just decided to bite the bullet and buy it. And it does help with the passive the passive voice and things like that. So it definitely was worth the upgrade, even though it is a little pricey. It's a it's a yearly fee, but I can't remember the price at the top of my head. I want to say it's $120. Don't remember. Don't quote me on that. But it is a really useful tool. And I have noticed that there are sometimes I'll, I'll write an article and it'll be like, you have 54 errors and I'll go through it and check it. And then there are other times where it's like, you have eight errors. And I'm like, nah, that can't be right. Like, there's no way that I, I learned that much. But yeah, it's useful. And what I like is that they, they do have full trash can. So if it makes a suggestion and it actually doesn't make sense for what you're writing, because again, Grammarly isn't necessarily catered to authors, you just delete the suggestion and that's it. And there's also, and you can also create your own dictionary. So if you write fantasy, for example, and you have a name that's spelled 
weirdly, I don't, I don't know if you just have an uncommon name, I guess. Grammarly's going to flag that and be like, did you mean this and think that you made a spelling error? There's this little button that says add to my dictionary and you can just do that. So Grammarly won't ever look at it again because Grammarly will be like, oh, this is a word to this person for some reason, but okay, we'll nod our heads and agree. So it's, it's certainly worth it. Yeah. I know it's not like necessarily a writing program as Ari said, but you know, it, it helps in the long run. Once you finish the writing process and you start the editing, going through your chapters with Grammarly pro writing aid, or even Hemingway app is a good idea. I know we didn't talk about Hemingway app all that much, but uh, that's another, it's, it's just a website. It's a free program. Just go on, copy and paste your stuff on there and boom, done. Yeah, I think with Hemingway, because it's like the idea of copying and pasting huge chunks of, of text. It's good to get you started to give you an idea of the sort of errors you make. But yeah, if, you, if you're going to spend money or you're going to do anything, Grammarly and Pro Writing Aid are probably the best. And it's funny because I was just about to make the comment about the fancy writing and Rachel said it perfectly. Because it doesn't matter what program you're writing, the number of names, locations, worlds, magic system, something is going to get trapped and be like, is this what you meant? And I feel like every fancy writer just has to go through and before they start, just open or add, dic- add to dictionary and just type in everything they've got in their novel because it's the most frustrating thing when something gets flagged and it's like, oh my God, no, it's obviously a person's name. Seriously. <laughs> the one thing we really hate about writing fantasy. I'm going to make a point. Grammarly and Pro Writing Aid are not a substitution for a real editor. They are a support system. They are to help you during your edit or the proofread. They are not a way of going, oh, I don't need to pay for an editor. I don't need a line edit or a copy edit or a proofread or a developmental edit. Yes, yes, you do. You need at least one or two of those. Please don't take us saying this as carte blanche to just not bother having a real edit. No, it's not. It's not helpful. They are great and they will catch things and hopefully it means that you won't have to pay as much to an editor because hopefully they won't flag as many issues, but you do still need an editor. Okay? Can't stress it enough. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. So yeah, those are our four programs that we use or we have used that we we do recommend. We think they're really good. And if you haven't tried them, do try them. As I said, a lot of them have either got free trials or they're not that expensive. So, you know, give them a go. But yeah, so let's turn it over to you guys now. What writing programs do you use? We'd love to chat about it. Tell us your answers in the comments below. You might suggest something we've never even heard of and we can go and have a look. If you want more of the Merry Writer podcast, then be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube or wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Merry podcast for bonus content. It helps to keep our show going and we really do appreciate the support. In the meantime, tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Merry Writer podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Stuffed Bookshelves. Our TBR piles are huge. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons for Fancy Roll.